Welcome to the Hyper Training Hornsby channel. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills and know-how to make you the best you can be. We know you have the best in you and we're going to show you how. Now, let's get started. Hey guys, today I'm here with Phyllis from Team Integrity. Am I saying that right? Yes. Uh, from the Wurunga Practice. Yes. Um, they are, I'm correct if I'm wrong, but chiropractic and specialise in sports, um, I guess, rehab. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, Phyllis herself is graduated in chiropractic and also has a master's. Is that yes. right? I've been working with Phyllis for a long time and I invited her down today basically because I think our stories align and how we view health and fitness are very aligned. And I really love her style of looking at the human body and I guess the people that she treats and how she goes about treatment. I would say she's far more than just a chiropractor based on basically what you've experienced, right? Yeah. And what you've seen throughout the years and how long have you been doing? Um, so I've been graduated for about five years now, but I probably started 10 years ago, hands-on yep. work. So it feels like a lot longer than I've actually had my license, but yeah. So would you say over those 10 years of doing it, yep. your views have changed? 100%. Yeah. yeah. Starting off, you know, being, you know, everyone gets the same form, formula, you know, protocols, yep. treatments, and then people weren't getting better, and you were like, why are they coming back every week? Doesn't really make sense. And then realizing that there's more to the body, and everyone moves so differently. Just because one person has a knee or hip injury doesn't mean that everyone else is going to react the same way or, you know, have the results. So, how would you say, from what you've seen over the 10 years, mm. how you differ from I think there's a few different um, mindsets of chiropractors. As soon as they hear chiropractors, they're like, oh, I want you to crack my back. And that's not all just, just by, I'll say it on that, I don't think you've cracked anyone. Right? No, <laughs> not yet, unfortunately. <laughs> I get told I'm the worst chiropractor because I don't crack <laughs> don't, people's don't backs, crack yeah, even though they ask me. So there's um, three different, I think, mindsets of chiros. There's the old school style where you're in there for five minutes and you just get magic seven. Two neck cracks, mid-back, lower back, maybe hip thrusts. Yeah, and to manipulate right? Yeah, yeah, it's sort of like everyone sort of works to that, but you know, not all those joints need to be manipulated. And then there's the more rehab version. Um, so, you know, whether you need manipulation, you need soft tissue, you need dry needling, more importantly, what exercise to try and make those patterns hold. And then there's those floaters who are sort of in between. They don't really know why they're doing it, but yep. they're just doing a little bit of both because short-term wise, it does get results, but long-term wise, how to benefit the patient. Yeah. And where do you see yourself? Um, definitely more the rehab side of it, doing quite a lot of exercises, um, a lot of hands-on work as well, um, a lot of soft tissue, work on the muscle. Everyone says, you know, is it the bones that come first or is it the muscles that control everything? Well, there's no either or, it's both. Yeah. You know, you've yeah. got to have your whole skeletal system working with your muscular system plus your nervous system all work together to be able to move properly. Yeah. So you I guess what you're saying is kind of like the whole picture. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, it could be one or the other. I mean, you can treat all the muscles you want in the world, but if the joint isn't moving the way it should, then it's not going to work. It can't, can't utilize it. No, yeah. no, yeah. Awesome. Um, you want to start with, like, what, do you have a funny story? The funniest story you have in uh, your 10 years of treating someone? Do you have a funny story to tell? I don't know if it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> or the most awkward moment? Um, I would have to say, 
young kids, um, if they've got like hamstring injuries, tears and all the rest, they're probably a bit more sensitive to that area and <laughs> as a girl you're working on it and they're laughing, giggling and of course sometimes they just can't control certain things and you know they'll fart out there <laughs> and your face is like this close to their butt and you're just like, do I ignore it or do I just you know laugh along with it? What do you do? Oh, I laugh along with it. <laughs> I can't ignore it. Like, it's happened. <laughs> Everyone's heard it. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So that's probably the funniest ones. I mean, being kicked in the face. I haven't broken my nose yet. That happens. Well, hopefully that not Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just tears running down my face. Just a natural reflex. You can't help it. I'm sure, like, all the boys who played rugby has had that feeling. Or yeah. MMA and things like that. Getting hit in the nose and your tears just come out. And you're trying to be all professional and you're like, oh, can I, like, I'm okay, I'm alright, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> how, how have you been hitting the nose? Um, reflex, so like, oh, really? on the back of the leg and kids' legs just naturally come up oh, and yeah. try and protect or, yeah, and their heels Dangerous just... game out there. Yeah, so <laughs> if you ever, like, notice, if I'm trying to work on your hamstring, I've always got one hand holding a leg down or, you know. Just, just to play it safe. Exactly, protecting myself, now I know. So looking looking back, I just read up on your story. It sounds very similar to my sort of experience. So having injuries, working through them personally, and then on the other side, then being able to help others yeah. do the same thing, and you learn so much from that experience. Hundred percent. Is that how, what's your story been like to get to where you are now? Um, I think growing up, I've got a bit of like traditional Chinese medicine just from my background. You know, family yeah. going into that, and it amazed me like the human body being able to itself without I guess surgery or medication and using organic things um, from I guess joint manipulation being able to get moving better I saw that from my family and I was like wow body yeah. can do so much. So that was before you studied? That was like when I was at school high school okay. primary school and I knew I wanted to do something with the human body because um, of that or because of that yeah. with like seeing my family go through it and then Did me Injuries or? Um, just repetitive yep. issues, like repetitive load, rep repetitive stress okay. issues, um, probably not exercising enough, you know, a lot of people, when they have kids, exercise drops off, their body isn't as well conditioned, they get more injuries, especially when you're ageing, degeneration is completely natural, yep. but how do you make the body work optimally, like throughout that process, and being able to accept it, knowing that there's, you know, little aches and pains here and there, that's completely normal to have, but what is good, you know, aches and how do you, when you, uh, with a client, how would you describe that to them? What yeah, so like, I always, try, I always try and relate it back to myself. I don't think you really know an injury or you really know how someone is experiencing it unless you've been through it yourself. Yeah. So in a weird way, I like getting injuries. Because <laughs> then that way, at least I know what it feels like. I know what the rehab's like. I know the pain that they're going through. Yeah, so um, relate to them. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And telling them this is normal, this is not normal. Um, and I think most of all is letting them know, like if I go and garden for you know four or five hours, something that I you know maybe not do as regularly. Yes, yep. you might get a little bit of a sore back, you might get a bit of sore knees, but that only should last for one or two days, and then that should slowly taper off a little bit more. Yep. But if things are lingering for weeks and it's just repetitive, one movement constantly, this yep. hurts, this hurts, this hurts. Well, that's not got yeah. a change. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So what what is normal? When do you need to someone when you need to get a check before things get really out of control and that could be in a month could be in a year could mm -hmm. be in 10 years before your body tells you you know yeah. it, enough is enough yeah and is your advice to get in earlier rather than later 
Um, not always. I think your body has the ability to work out a lot of things. Yeah. Um, if you're doing the right thing in the first place, then a lot of people say, I roll my ankle, fine. Yeah. But then I roll this other, this other time, and then it's like, it's not great. It's been lingering around. There's some things that they can't do. Instability, feeling. I mean, sometimes they don't even notice it. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's how aware and how knowledgeable that person is to themselves, knowing what is right, what feels right, and what, how their body moves. Yeah, I guess to the layman, I'm just thinking, if something occurred, like mm -hmm. I said, gardening for a couple of hours and they are sore, mm -hmm. would it not be better to, if they're unsure, to come and see someone like yourself? Yeah. And even if it's just to get the all clear, yeah. versus holding on to that pain for a month or two, which makes yeah. your job, I would um, imagine, harder to yeah. treat, right? Yeah. Just to get compensations. Yeah, and stuff. 100%. Obviously, the earlier, if you have an injury, the better the prognosis is, generally, and you're in Cleveland straight away, right? Yeah. There's nothing there you're going to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Give them some exercises, send them their way, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really important to just let them know that there is little things that they do every single day that can give them certain patterns, and we don't even notice this. Yeah. So, um, look, no one's perfect. I, I can't say that anyone's perfect, but you should be able to be good enough to be able to manage it yourself quite yeah. well. Sorry, we interrupted your story. Oh, no. <laughs> we got sidetracked. Yeah. yeah, so you saw the, that medicine being used when you were younger, and yeah. then that always knew you wanted to work with your yeah. body. Yeah. And what was next? And then I guess I graduated, you got to naturally you know, choose a degree, being what, 17, 18, you have to know what you want to do for the rest of your life. <laughs> so I chose, I got into Cairo and I got into forensics. Yeah, so forensic science, I, I love that sort of thing, but there wasn't a lot of job opportunities in Australia, unless you move overseas, or okay. unless crimes, so <laughs> a lot more in Australia, <laughs> yeah, which we don't want. Um, so I did Cairo and I said, if I don't like it, I'll change out of it. And, you know, there was a lot of doubts through the earlier years of like, because there's so many split views of chiropractic and chiropractors out there, um, it's a little bit hard and frustrating at times, but knowing that I'm doing right by my profession to you know people coming through yep. it's kept me on and i guess you do more courses you learn about more techniques what, what inspired you to do more courses along the way you, just, um, you mentioned earlier that you had a couple of injuries is that what sort of yeah so i mean i've done um like sporting mostly sporting injuries um so tfcc strain from basketball so what's that so um so there's a cartilage in your wrist yep. and um you can't really heal it without surgery but just get it with sport. It's a pretty common one for gymnasts and basketball players. Yep. Um, so I did that one, broke my ankle. As an acrobatic, I did my back quite a few times. Um, and the biggest one recently was my ACL, which is always fun. Yep. Um, and just trying to find answers that I wasn't getting given through my own profession, talking to more people out there, doing different courses, whether it's a physio course, I learned from an osteopath my first six years of learning, training, um, to, you know, learning from the ground up and from the top down as well. So not always, just because it's a knee problem doesn't mean it's always from the knee. So trying to branch out and pick people's brains, what's working for them and what's, you know, what hasn't worked. You yeah. tend to, um, yeah, you learn a lot from other so, people's experience. Yeah, so I was going to say, I guess your philosophy is developed from not being able to get the answers resonated with over yeah. the years and with your injuries yeah, and that forced you to go exploring Elsewhere. I guess yeah yeah definitely and from that it's a never ending yeah growth cycle. Learning, right? yeah, yeah there's, which is cool you can't ever I don't think you can ever have answers for everything
happening, especially in science, is always changing. I think every three minutes there's a new research paper coming out. Yep. Who's going to keep on top of all of them? <laughs> Just going to do what works, right? Exactly. Yeah, so I think learning every single day is probably the most important thing. Not focusing on that 99% and focusing on that 1%. That's so funny because when I talk about nutrition to our members, I say the opposite. All so right. I say focus on the 95%. Yep. People with so much time and energy on the one percenters. Yeah. Yep, so yep. should I have uh, oat milk or you know almond milk? Yeah. Delivering, spending so much energy on that yep. versus you know not having processed food in the first place. Yeah. For example, there's your 95%. Yeah. If you do that stuff right, you're going to get 95% of the results. Yeah. They spend so much time and energy on the outliers, the one percent. So yeah. Different philosophy, but it's yeah. Same way. I mean, it's it's based. I mean, if it's nutrition, then you want to do it as often as you possibly mm. can. But like, for example, growing and knowledge, you can't spend ninety five percent of your day always learning because then you're not going to experience it. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's applied differently for different um, areas. Yeah. But I think there's a good, as long as you have a good balance, you know, it's that's where how it all works. Hundred yeah. percent. Um, I guess over the ten years, what's been the most common three reason for people visiting the, the centre? Um, and, and why do you think that is? I think it's different for every practitioner depending on how you treat and what you yeah. focus on. Both for you personally? Yeah. What do you see a lot of? Um, I get a lot of feet. <laughs> I don't have a foot fetish but I get a lot of feet problems. Uh, I think just because my name is out there for knowing yeah. foot mechanics a little bit more in depth than some of the chiros out there. Yeah. Um, the philosophy behind the feet and whether flat feet or high arches is better or worse, blah, blah, blah. Um, I guess I get a lot more shoulders and possibly like knees and hips um, because... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much from head to toe. No, no I think the top one would definitely be um, yeah, the feet and then it would be a divide. I mean, chiropractors naturally necks and lower backs, but because that's about bread and butter, yep. I think we focus a lot more of our time and energy working on peripherals, for example, because that's not what we are known for, so we want to try. So what, what do you mean by peripherals, just for the people? Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, so spinal is more central, um, but peripheral is anything from like your shoulder out to your, all the way to your hand, or your hip all the way down to your feet. Most chiropractors are known for back pain or neck pain. Um, a lot of GPs will probably send you to a chiropractor for that, but my cousin tall, broke his ankle and said, oh, I might have to go and see a physio. Do you know anyone? And I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> so Stop even, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. I was like, oh, am I not good enough? No, he, they just, yeah, the general public just probably um, has that assumption, which, you know, most car will probably do that, but being a bit more sports-based, they're a, a big focus on peripherals. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so you think, so you can get shoulders and feet, but main yeah. two, let's yeah. go with those two. And yeah. what do you think, Again, for those listening, mm. what are maybe two exercises, two or three exercises for each of those areas that you could recommend yep. to, I guess, improve their or lessen their chances of yep. needing to come and see you? Um, I think feet is probably the easiest one. Just take off your shoes, go out and walk in natural environments a little bit more. Rocks, sand, trying to get your toes to actually activate instead of just using the ball of your foot the whole time. A lot of heel spurs, a lot of um, bursitis, fat pad inflammations, Achilles tendons. And that's because if you have a look at a lot of people's shoes, they're actually higher from the back to the front. So it's as if you're wearing high heels all the time, chronically shortening the calf. So take off your shoes and just 
just walk around, you know, try and get your toes to move like your fingers are. Um, you know, if you're covering your hands, you know, 24 hours of the day, how do you expect to be able to type? And same thing. smiling because you sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving me a script for reading. No, I'm joking. No, that's, um, awesome. that's, that's my big one for feet. Um, shoulders. Yeah. Shoulders, um, for me, it's actually trying to use your hands above your head a little bit more often. Um, a lot of office desk workers, always hands are below, not rested, so the shoulder will drop down. Over stretching or over lengthening through their trap, and then they're like, oh, my trap hurts, can you rub my traps? Well, they're overstretched, so and they're over length, so why would you keep on rubbing them to try and bring them down a bit more? Um, trying to get the shoulders into a more neutral position for your, I guess, your shoulder blades to be in. Um, my big shoulder thing is a lot of shoulder pain or problems don't actually come from the shoulder. It actually comes from the, the scapula and also the thoracic spine. Not okay. being, not having the mobility of the movement right. Okay, so would you say for the shoulder, so we've got feet, take shoes off as often as you can. For the yep. shoulder, um, do more activities overhead. Yeah, as simple as like putting a hand over your head in that position or hands behind, uh, interlocked fingers behind your head. Easy one to do it, yeah. Yeah, just opening up, yep. trying to get your medial scapula to actually activate and pull you back a little bit more. Everyone's always like this, we've got shoulders, then placid like this all day, it's going to yep. be uncomfortable as well. And what about, you mentioned scapular rhythm and yep. flexibility through the spine? Yeah, so, so... What would you do for the thoracic? So for, the, for you guys, thoracic is the middle of your spine, so you've got yeah. your neck, your lower back and the thoracic sits in the middle, so around the cage area. Yeah, the middle curve um, of your spine. Yeah. So what um, was an easy one? Uh, sitting as simple as doing reverse C's, pulling back and trying to get your chest up towards the ceiling, pulling your shoulder blades back and down together. Okay, I'll so get a bit of extension happening through there. So lifting your sternum up yeah. towards the ceiling. Yep. Um, and opening your hands up, palms facing the ceiling? Palm facing the ceiling, turning your thumbs back as far as you possibly can to try and open it up. Yeah, lifting up your rib cage to be proud to the sky. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And what do you think? The third one you mentioned scapular rhythm, so scapular rhythm. or shoulder blade. Yeah, shoulder, shoulder blade. blade. Um, what, what's an easy one for? Yeah, so the shoulder blade naturally, if you just do backward rolls, that's a really nice one to just start off with. Palms face up, palms are always face down, typing on your phone. It's always rolling and contracting, bringing your shoulder forward. Yeah. So just opening it up naturally, turning your palm face up to the uh, sky will just externally rotate and just let your your shoulder blades or your shoulder sit back a little bit nicer. Awesome. And then from there, just roll backwards and try okay. and squeeze between your shoulder blades. Awesome. Yeah. So hopefully, guys, if you do that, you're going to send Phyllis out of business. <laughs> so don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Three tips there for your shoulder. So shoulder rolls, uh, chest elevating towards the ceiling, mm -hmm. and the opening up, hands on head, or spending time above your shoulder height. Mm -hmm. And get out of your shoes as often as you can. And simple things you can do every day um, just to alleviate these everyday aches and pains that we get that often progress into sometimes more nasty chronic injuries later on. Yeah, yep, definitely, especially shoulders and feet, like there's you know, long term injuries that people get. Awesome. Yeah. And with you, with your injuries that you mentioned, mm -hmm. what's been the biggest takeaway for so, I mean, I've had a couple, quite a few injuries, but I think the most, um, the biggest one I've had is probably the ACL. Um, I had, before my ACL, I've hurt my hip on the right, and I realised that my foot was doing something different on the right. Okay. And I didn't know, I was trying to fix my hip and my lower back, 
quite a lot. And then I was trying to fix my foot and they were all individuals at first and then my knee decided to carpet. <laughs> In the center, right? Yeah, so um, realizing that my feet probably had a lot to do with it. Is that where your interest in the foot came from? Um, it just made a lot more sense and it sort of linked everything together. Yep. Um, not just you know knee injuries, um, but even back injuries. Um, hip injuries, a lot comes from the floor up. Um, so, I mean, for myself, it made sense, and then applying it to everyone else. So, I mean, not always, but, you know, a lot of the time it can be. Yeah, again, I had a similar experience. So, my, I had chronic, chronic pain in my foot uh, for about four years, but again, prior to that, I've been having symptoms, right? Mm, yeah. So, once the symptoms show themselves, it's like, you so start realising how, how important the, the foot is, and it's the foundation for everything stacked on top of it. So, when you start going down that rabbit hole, there's a lot to learn there, and I think it's probably one of the most overlooked areas of the human body, um, feet and ankles, and, and getting stability from there first. Yeah. Would you agree? Or? 100% definitely, yeah. Not a lot of people are even looking at that, you know. They'll get an ankle roll and they'll just keep working on the ankle, or, you know, a knee, you know, patella tracking issue, and they'll just work on a kneecap. Yeah. But, yeah, you got to look above and below the area and yeah. see what's going on. And if it doesn't make sense, question it more. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And I think for us, like, we, we, you know, finally got exposed to that and a little bit earlier than a lot of other people did, which is very lucky. Yeah. But unfortunately, well, I don't really mean by, yeah. <laughs> injuries suck, but they also, you learn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you allow them to. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of people that just don't learn from their injuries. Yeah. Um, the opportunity is there. Yes, 100%. Um, if, you were to talk to someone like I know you're not in the gym scene so much, you're not in the treatment, mm -hmm. but you were very yep. active yep. growing up. Yep. Talking to someone that's, you know, been on the couch or inactive, or like you said earlier, mm -hmm. had a couple of kids and stopped training for a long time, but are now looking to get back into it. So say they've had two, three kids. Yep. They're busy at work, busy with the kids. But they now know that they need to get back into exercise. Mm -hmm. How would you recommend they do that? I think at their own pace. I think it's really important. Don't just try and do what you were doing prior to kids because everyone assumes their body can tolerate and withstand the load. Um, do know that you know there is up days and down days. So if you're not feeling you know crash hot, then don't push it too far. But don't not do anything either. You know, from going on a small walk to actually trying to lift weights and you know doing a variety of movements. Um, I think it's the most important thing for your body yeah, I, I really like that point of people assume they have the capabilities of 10 years ago because mm. time flies like that. Yeah. And they don't realise that if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah, yeah. And how many people do you get you know, doing casual soccer on the weekend yep. in the office sitting down all, all day, yep. go on the weekend without any training and first first day of the season? Yeah. You know, they do uh, a hamstring. <laughs> they do a hamstring. So Six weeks out. <laughs> even in, I was talking to a, a nurse here, he was saying the same thing. So. They can, it's like clockwork. Mm. Like they go, oh, it must be soccer season starting now because the amount of people that are coming in. Yeah. So I think that's an awesome point is to realise that unfortunately you probably have gone backwards a little bit. Yeah. And just start out, like I said, really, really gently. So yeah. whether it's going for a, a walk, mm -hmm. don't need to run straight away. I think exactly. In my opinion, that's probably the biggest mistake I see mm -hmm. is running. Yeah. Because it's a go to. Yeah. You don't need any equipment. You can just chuck on some shoes and go for it. Yeah. But I liken it to a car, mm -hmm. you know, 
sitting still for a couple of ten years. Yeah. And then tires are flat, proverbs everywhere. Yeah. Oil hasn't been changed. Nothing's ready to go. But you jump in it and start driving to Queensland. Yeah. You yeah. kind of need to do a bit of nurturing first. Hundred yeah. percent servicing, um, and I think by servicing that car analogy is conditioning well, mm. um, making sure your body can with. You know, small, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. We stand the actual load, the distance or the intensity or, um, you know, whatever way you want to talk about it. But it's really, yeah, make sure your body is ready for it. Awesome. So it won't take any more of these guys' uh, time. But thank you very much for coming in. If you were to leave them with one tip or one takeaway, what, what would that be? Sorry, um, on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Give you a second. My, <laughs> my big one is Just trying... Just living a healthier life, I guess. Don't sit on chairs. That's my big one. Yep. Yeah. Do anything, but sit on chairs. We do it enough, and it's not natural for our body. Okay. Try and get your, you know, move a bit more naturally to what you're used to. If you have kids, have a look at how they move and have a look at how you move. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for that. We'll leave it there. Cool. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And that's a wrap for this week's podcast. Thanks for listening, and we hope to catch you on our next one. If you like what you hear, make sure you give us a five-star review and share this with someone who you think it can help. Make sure you check us out on Facebook and Instagram for more content on everything health and fitness.